Welcome to another episode of the Yankee Death Star. I'm with Mark today. Mark, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing awesome. We got another win. We're on a fucking roll. We just swept the White Sox. Uh, you know, we haven't swept the team in a while, so why not sweep the White Sox? Yeah, man, this is an awesome series to sweep a team. Uh, coming into the game, they were two games, I think Mark and I discussed, ahead of us at the time. Uh, now we are a game ahead of them. Obviously, they're in a different division, but it's always nice to be able to see how we are doing um, comparatively to other teams, especially with the White Sox. Everybody knows how good they're doing right now. Um, they have great bats. They've got great team, great pitching. Uh, they're going to be a really fun team to watch <clears throat> when stuff starts rolling down, uh, you know, getting better for them. But this Yankees team looks sharp right now. I cannot tell you how excited I was about the massive amount of hits that we got that were big hits. Uh, Chapman today gave up a home run. He was instantaneously pissed off about it. But that is okay because we did something amazing in the bottom of the ninth to get Chapman his second win in a row tonight. What a hell of a game it was tonight, Mark. Yeah, man. It was a walk-off walk by Judge, um, his first one. Um, and it was pretty fucking amazing. Like, think about it, man. You get the bases loaded and you're in a situation. They bring in their closer and, you know, something's going to happen. Something has to happen. And Judge's patience, is it really has been paying off. Um, we've seen a lot of um, double play balls. And that's the biggest risk in that situation is they make it, you know, they save home plate and they get a double play and we're in a real shit spot. Um, so he just sat on it and he made him find the strike zone and when their pitcher couldn't do that judge you know got the rbi walk off walk yeah man i'm really to me this was a proud moment um i know that um <clears throat> judge is not a, a brother or a child or a nephew of mine but man i was fucking proud when i saw him stand in that box strong uh, he had uh, two of the pitches that their closer threw out towards him were exact pitches that he had strung, um, um, swung out, one of which he had struck out in the game with. Uh, he stayed in the box. He learned from his mistakes. He made the pitcher make a mistake, uh, make the mistake, just like he did the last time that he faced him when he was the pitcher was um, pitching for the A's and he hit a home run. It, to me, this was a moment for Judge that I really felt like this was just a big moment for a couple reasons. One, he has never had a hit um, to win a ball game. Uh, <clears throat> never. So first of all, if you have all those jitters and antsiness that are inside of you, like, I want to get this hit. I want to break this out. I just um, made a, a different thing that he had just done that he had never completed with the uh, um, Yankees or a couple games ago. Like, to me, this is huge for Judge to stand in the box and say, you know what? I'm going to take pitches because I want to make a win, have a win. I don't care how I get this RBI, but I want to be the one that brings the RBI on the table. And he did that tonight. Man, I was I was stoked. This was a big thing. Uh, to sweep the uh, Chicago White Sox uh, during this year is a hell of a thing for the Yankees. Yeah, they've been dominant for most of the year. And then they ran into us and they don't look like the same team anymore. And it wasn't because they didn't play well. We just outplayed them. We took their best shot and, you know, we handled it. So it was really impressive. I, I want to throw a couple stats out there before we get talking about this game. Um, one of which was Judge <coughs> coming into this game. Uh, he was 22 and 48 um, in the last few games. I mean, think about that. 22 and 48. Uh, I think it was like a 12 or 15 game time period that they're keeping track of. Insane numbers. He, during that time, he's had... Uh, seven walks. Tonight he had two more walks. 
uh, he had a uh, another hit, so he um, he ups that right there. So now he is uh, 23 and 49 um, with nine walks. So that's just insane. He's doing unbelievable. Clint Frazier had three hits tonight on, I mean, insane job by Clint today. I, I was really just unbelievably floored by the way they do swinging the bat. None of which turned into RBIs, but he did score off of one time off of it. It was a big run. Obviously, you know, when we only score four runs and they score three, any run is big. Uh, this or four and five. Uh, this was a big job by Frazier. Really, really a great job there. Um, unfortunately, he was the only um, guy tonight <clears throat> that got a hit six through nine. So, again, that's not what you want to see, but we'll take it the way it is. Gardner didn't get a hit, or Dor uh, didn't um, bat, but. And Duhar didn't get a hit. Sanchez didn't get a hit. So we're sitting there. That sucks. But let's just talk about the one guy that I've been blown away with beyond anything else. That is Torres. He got another three hits tonight. Uh, Two RBIs. So think about that. That's eight RBIs in the last three games. Um, He is on fire. I mean, like on a serious level fire. If he keeps doing stuff like this, he's going to find himself in the MVP race. This is insane. I'm stoked. I'm so sick and tired of hearing those other podcasts talk shit on Torres because Torres is an elite athlete that when he can get going and things are that he's uh, the mistakes that he has made are made up for, he is going to be one of those guys that everybody's going to laugh at anybody that's been like, oh, Torres, we need to get rid of him. I'm stoked. Torres is going to be unbelievable this year. Yeah, and, you know, he got it really started off for us in this game, too. Um, Voight was able to get on base in the first inning. Um, on a fielding error, and then Judge got a single, Voigt to second, and then Torres steps up, massive hit, and we score both Judge and Voigt. So first inning, we're up two nothing. Um, you gotta love it, and you know, Tyon wasn't gonna let it um, the lead go while he was out there. So that was impressive. Yeah, man, uh, Tyon did great. Uh, nothing else happened for us until the fifth inning that we want to talk about. But during that five-inning span, Tyon did not give up any runs. So now that is five starters in a row that we have not allowed, um, given up a run, that have gone five innings or more. Um, obviously, 1932 was the last time that we had four go seven or more innings with giving out getting any runs. But now we have gone um, five straight starts with pitchers pitching at least five innings without giving a run. That's outstanding. That's, that's amazing. We got to keep this up. Jameson Tyon, his pitch um, count is going to get back up, and we're going to see how long this is going to take in the long run. Fifth inning comes. Gio Oshela sees a first pitch, uh, and he grounds into a double play, but we were able to get another score. At that point, we were winning 3 to nothing, and I really felt good about this lead. I felt like Jameson Tyon was going to continue, and unfortunately, we pulled him um, in the, um, after the fifth inning. In the sixth inning uh, is when they were able to get a big home run um, obviously we don't like to give up home runs, especially when we have, uh, players, uh, um, or sub guys in the game. And this is Wandy, um, Peralta that gave up this home run. I, I, he's pitched so well, like, obviously he made a mistake here, but he has pitched so well. So I don't want to say anything negative at all about the way that he's been pitching. This was just a, a misplaced, uh, unfortunate pitch right here. It was the second pitch of the, um, at bat and he had just walked, uh, uh, Mark <clears throat> Mordecai. So that was really interesting to see how he kind of did that. But the next, uh, we were able to get Chad Green 
in the game right after that home run happened. Chad Green got the next two guys out really, really um, quickly. And on top of that, we were able to get another run back. Um, one of the two runs that we lost, we were able to get back because Sanchez uh, walked the very first uh, at bat that inning, saw a full count. He walks. Miguel Andujar lines out, which is unfortunate, but he just didn't have a very good game swinging the bat tonight. Clint Frazier gets a, one of his hits that he got tonight uh, to left field, and Gary Sanchez was able to get to second base. That was unbelievably huge because this is what happens next. Brett Gardner reaches on a uh, <clears throat> Brett Gardner reaches on a fielder's choice uh, pitch by Ruiz and uh, gets out at uh, second base. Sandra Sanchez gets out at second base, but we were able to get. Uh, I'm sorry. Clint Frazier out at second. Sanchez was able to score off of this. So now we're up four to nothing. Unfortunately, we don't like to see um, when we get an out when we're able to score. But the reality is, is sometimes you just need to now get a, a, a point on the board. And that's exactly what happened here. Uh, Gardner was able to do that. Uh, Sanchez obviously was on the hit and the run. And he did a really good job um, running the base that time. I'm, I'm really, really impressed by that. Unfortunately, that is the only um, point that we got that inning because DJ LeMahieu uh, flies out uh, to center field. So that was the end of the inning. Right. It, yeah. As far as like Tyon goes, um, I think it was the right choice to pull him in the fifth because his confidence has been the biggest struggle out of really all of the, the starting pitchers we've had this year. So I think it's a good move to build on that. And, you know, he could have, you know, done more for us, I think, but, you know, at least he's building on it. So that's a good move there. The home run, um, that was given up um, by Peralta. You got to, like, you know, it's a Brayu. You know, that's what he does. I mean, he's been playing great, and that's his ninth of the year. So you can't really say much more than that. Um, Green came in, and he pitched really well. That was something I was impressed with. Um, and let's see, in the seventh, we gave up a home run. Um, but one thing I want to talk about, man, um, did you see that? Was that, um, shouldn't should Frazier caught that, but a Yankees fan took that out of his glove? Okay, all right. I watched it like 40 times. I went back and back and back. Here's the thing, man. It is unknown. There is a very great possibility that, that Frazier would have been able to um, cat, um, catch that. I know for a fact the fan wasn't in the stands for very much longer after that because Frazier called the uh, people to get him out because he made contact with his glove. That is the biggest thing I have a question about is when he was reaching for the ball, he, it seems like he had a really good read on it. Um, <clears throat> the ball would have been at least tipped his glove. That's the, that's the biggest thing I have to say about that. The ball would have at least tipped his glove. I mean, obviously... Obviously, it's unfortunate because it could have been a web jam, maybe one of the best plays this year by robbing um, something like that. But then again, there's not much more you can do about that. The fan obviously did not interfere because it was out of the ballpark already. So the reality is the fan was just doing what most fans do when they see a fly ball coming towards them, a home run ball. They go for it. And unfortunately, uh, Frazier's glove did hit it. It did bend his glove. And... I do think that there would have probably been either an out or inches, even centimeters away from being an out. Like, it was insane. Well, as it stood, Grandal hit his sixth home run, but 
I think that we need to talk about situational awareness. And if you're standing next to the wall, you know, you can't, you can't fucking do that shit. I mean, unless you're trying to, you know, get a home run for the Yankees, you know, that's okay then. Yeah. Again, this is a Yankees fan robbing a Yankees player. Like, I don't get it. But to me, this happens. It's part of the game. Um, and it just happened with Frazier. If Frazier had got that, he would have had one of those most epic nights of his life. Um, because the reality is, is that we gave up another home run in the ninth inning, um, with Chapman. Chapman gave up a home run, but Chapman would have gotten in the game with a two point lead at that point. And that would, it's a whole new ball game. That's what's unfortunate about this. That's what's unfortunate about, uh, Frazier being put in this position, um, but I would tap my, you know, tap my hat or tip my hat to uh, Frazier because the reality is, is that most outfielders would have never been in a position to be able to do that. He timed his jump perfectly. Uh, unbelievable job. That should show you a lot of talent because he does not play. Uh, he does not play that position very often. And I just want to jump back real quick to the sixth inning because there was a great defensive play by LeMahieu that really was important. It was right after their Brady home run. And I don't know how he got there, man. He went from second base all the way um, to the foul line just about. He was able to get it. If he hadn't got there, it was going to be a double. And a double after giving up the home run would have really been a gut punch. Yeah, it would have been. And, and again, there were so many great defensive plays tonight. There were so many great opportunities for all of our guys. Uh, we got a couple stolen bases, um, got thrown out on a couple stolen bases. But the reality is we're being aggressive. I love this. I, I don't get mad at being called out on a stolen base. Um, the real, re- reality is the reason I don't get mad at it is because it's the aggression that that sometimes allows us to get a lot of scores. Just like I didn't get mad at the third baseman coach for calling uh, guys home um, when they shouldn't have been called home. Here's the thing. You don't know, especially early in the season, who you can depend on uh, at what points. So early in the season, calling these guys home to see what they can do is a really smart idea. Unfortunately, it didn't go our way those times, but the reality is is the aggression. I love this. I love how the manager, uh, Boone, and the coaches, uh, uh, base running coaches, and the hitting coaches, um, <clears throat> and the third base coach, and the first base coach are really coaching these guys up right now. They're doing a phenomenal job on defense, and it's been really exciting to see how they're starting to really gel. Yeah, and speaking of you know stealing bases, um, in the eighth inning, um, Torres hit a single, Sanchez grounded out, and then Torres got caught trying to steal. And that really stinks. You know, you're up by one run in the eighth. You know, you need to put another one on the board. And we weren't able to do that. Then and Duhar stepped up and struck out. So going into the ninth, we were up one. And like you already mentioned, Chapman gave up a home run which was pretty shitty, right? So now the game's tied, and then he gives up a walk, which, you know, clearly, you know, that's not his best stuff. He followed that by a wild pitch. Um, so we're in a spot where we got that runner on second, and um, now we got to get an out. I mean, and he was able to get a ground out. Um, actually, we still needed two outs. He was able to get a ground out and then a strikeout. So... He got us out of that spot, but we were tied going into the bottom of the ninth. The bottom of the ninth, to me, has been really, really fun watching, obviously, in the last few games because, you know, fireworks have been happening. And this was not going to disappoint. Um, 
getting into the bottom of the ninth after all the issues that Chapman has had and gave up that home run, you could tell that Chapman was upset. But I love this team and how they rally around our players. Um, they were able to put, let me think here, the, um, they moved a bunch of guys around on defense, but I'm looking for their guy that they put in on uh, as their pitcher. Maybe it was the last inning. I don't remember because Judge, like I had mentioned, he had hit a home run off of this guy earlier. So Clint Frazier gets his third hit of the night right here, and you could sure you could hear uh, Michael K just beaming ear to ear. He loves uh, um, um, Clint Frazier. So the fact is, he got a um, he got a huge hit right here. Brett Gardner strikes out. Uh, that's when they visit the mound, talk to him, tell him how they wanted to um, go about <clears throat> DJ LeMayu because obviously you don't want to pitch DJ LeMayu. You had a guy on. Um, sec a second at that point because <clears throat> Clint Fraser had stolen um, t- stolen second, and they intentionally walked Aaron um, Aaron Bummer intentionally walked DJ Lemayhew, uh, moving obviously nobody because the first base was open there, and then you had t- um, Tyler Way that was a, a defensive substitution earlier in the game steps up and gets a h- um, single. Uh, this was just over the um, um, over that. Uh, I'm sorry. It was a soft ground ball to a second baseman. Really great job by um, Tyler Wade. I, it was it was so slowly hit. Um, obviously, by the time they got to the ball, there was no chance that they could get it. It was, it was like, I call it a hybrid bunt. Uh, that's the only way of, of saying it. It's like a half swing and really just did an amazing job of making contact here because uh, this single was huge. We have the bases loaded now. And they decide... To do a pitching change at this moment, um, Liam Hendricks, which was the pitcher for the A's that gave up the huge home run to us last year, uh, steps up. And you could tell he did not want to pitch Aaron Judge at all. And you could tell the way that he was obviously going about pitching him. One, three, five, or four and five were all super high. I mean, we're talking really, really high. Judge swung at the high pitch, the first one, and it was almost like that he decided that he was going to bait um, Hendricks because he swung at the first one, and Hendricks um, threw a low one to see if he could get him to swing at it. He didn't swing, which was big because he had swung at uh, two of these uh, pitches earlier in this um, the game. And then it comes up three, four, and five, all high. Judge just sat back and just let him pitch those high pitches, and that's that's how we got the walk right there. Um Unbelievable! Four straight pitches to uh, seal the game after he started off with a big-time strike. Unbelievable job by Judge. Really had an opportunity to not do, uh, to swing. I mean, obviously, one strike, three balls, you could swing. And, he, and it was a high, fa- a high fastball. It's the type of ball that he likes to swing at. Didn't swing. Unbelievable job. I, I got really super stoked. This is a, a perfect way to end the game against uh, the Chicago White Sox. Obviously, they're very disappointed in the way it went, um, not getting a lot of runs. But the reality is, this is a type of baseball that I really enjoy watching. Yeah, you got to love it. This team has a knack for winning in crunch time. Um, walk-offs are you know, plentiful right now. I don't know how long this is going to last, so we're going to ride this ride because it's a hell of a ride, man. This is one of the best stretches we've seen in a long, long time. Absolutely. And I want to throw this out. Gio Urshelo's, uh hit that he had in the bottom of the third was inches. I'm talking 
inches away from being a home run. They went back. It was a line drive. I mean, there is no doubt about it. It was hit super hard. Uh, they went and showed a picture of it, and it literally made a humongous dent in the obviously soft padding out there, uh, but it left a mark, and it didn't look like it was going to go away for a while. So Gio's hit was massive, but really, I, I've been watching the bench for the last few games, Mark, and I've been really impressed by a couple of the players uh, on the bench. But the one player that I've been most impressed with about is a guy that we got off of a trade earlier this year. That's Odor. He has been amazing. I, I remember Paul O'Neill uh, talking about with Michael Kay um, that every team needs a guy that is an energy guy in that locker room. And Odor is that guy for us. If you watch him on the bench, whenever we get big hits, who's the first person uh, coming off the bench to greet the guys that are coming and scoring? Or a home run, he's the first guy in the line. He gets jacked with this team. I love it. We haven't had a player like this um, that's an energy guy in a very long time. And I'm stoked that we get him for free. We get to watch what he does for free while the Texas Rangers pay out their ass for him. That's the greatest thing about this is he's a free player on our team that we get to watch. And I don't think that there's any way that we're going to trade him anytime soon because of what he means to this team. And the fact is we pay $250,000 a year for a player that's getting roughly around $17 million from the Texas Rangers a year. So we got an amazing contract. We're going to sit on that and make Texas um, Rangers eat shit as much as we can. Yeah, man. One thing I, I mean, probably the thing I like the most about this team is how much the guys like each other and the way that they really get along and they celebrate each other's, you know, successes. And that's been really fun. Um, the player that I've noticed the most and I really think has been critical for that starting for those starting pitchers has been Cole. Garrett Cole has really had an incredible attitude and he's really found a way to integrate himself in like the in the bullpen and really be a part of more than just himself. And a lot of times a great starting pitcher can have a tendency to isolate. But I mean, like you were telling me earlier, man, it's been awesome to watch him become the alpha male of this locker, of this bullpen, and really um, the clubhouse and say, this is how we're going to operate. Yeah, man. And I think that's the biggest thing that you have to recognize is that this is a, a something that's happened from the top to the bottom of this is the Yankees. This is what is expected out of you, and this is how you will act. I love it, Mark. I love how the veterans, how Brett Garner is in that locker room on that bench. He's teaching these guys, like you said, Garrett Cole. I mean, we could go down the list of the leadership on this team, and all you can say is from top to bottom is that this team is built to win championships. As simple as that. That's why Mark and I are here. We believe in the fact that these Yankees are going to win a bunch of championships over the next few years, and the reality is they could be one of those dynasties that we've been waiting for. We've got the pitchers. We've got the um, bats. We've got the young talent to um, make the longevity go on. We've got the old veterans that are there to helping out the young guys play better. This is what we need to become a dynasty. And that's what's so beautiful about what's happening right in front of us is that this is the first time that we've been able to say something like this in a very long time. But the reality is, is this team is built to win a lot, a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, I think the slow start has really caused people to be um, cautious with this team and their expectations, but what we've seen recently has been nothing less than great. So if this team continues to play great baseball, then we should start expecting great things, and I think it's time that we start raising our expectations because this has been exciting. 
Yeah, and and you know we're not even. I mean, I, I guess we're not. I guess we are fifty games into the season right now. But the reality is, this team has a lot more to grow. Look at who we have that's coming back here soon. Zach Britton is coming back in June, supposedly. Uh, you have uh, Sevi, uh, who has been one of our aces in the last pa- on couple of years, uh, who was, I believe, second or third in the Cy Young Award. Um, so this guy can throw some serious heat. He's coming back, and he's going to be back, and I think it's July. So it's going to be like we're going to add two massive trade assets to this team. You put Zach Britton in the game, um, and the way that Zach pitches, he, he gets it to the point where you have Zach and Chapman back-to-back. Teams know that they need to score beforehand because they're not going to have an opportunity to score. This is exciting. This is going to be really fun to see how this team starts maturing and getting to that point because, again, we're not done um, adding pieces. There's a lot of pieces that we're missing, and we're on an insane win streak. I think we're at, what, five games in a row right now, Mark? Six games in a row? The reality is is that we're doing really, really well, and this is exactly what we need to see from this team right now. I think we've won, yeah, seven, or, uh, six of the last seven games is what we won. This is amazing. Keep this rolling. That's nine, nine series in a row. We'll take that money. Hell yeah, man. I mean, obviously we're not going to be able to keep up this ratio of wins, but fuck it, man. We are in a spot where we're trying to you know, pass the Red Sox, so we'll keep it up for as long as we need to. That's it, man. We're going to pass the Red Sox. This is going to happen eventually. You know, I, I don't know where we stand right now as far as rankings, but let's go ahead and find out uh, while we have everybody here. I, I want to say this about this team is that the way that we have um, everybody in positions right now has been really impressive. We have very deep um, infielding, which has been a very uh, a big weakness of us uh, of ours in the past. Uh, Ishella at third. DJ LeMayhew is always moving around at second, second, first, shortstop, whatever they need him for to do. Um, you have uh, Torres at shortstop, um, primarily at short, shortstop. He's done a couple games at second base. You got Adora at second base. You got Mike Ford and Voight at first base, and along with DJ LeMay who can play first base. Um, this is exciting stuff. I, I don't even know what to say. The outfield's a little bit weak right now, but when we get healthy, that outfield is not going to be a weakness. Um, obviously, uh, when you have um, Clint Frazier playing out of position at right field instead of left field, and you have Andujar playing left field instead of a third base or first base, um, you know those are weak spots. But Gardner has stepped up his defense. He's been a, um, incredibly exciting to watch. He's been very patient with these guys, and this has been in- incredibly amazing stuff to see. Yeah, man, and we're pumped up about what's coming up next. Obviously, we got a day off like we've been talking about. We're pumped up about that, and then. We're back at it, man, and we're, we're really on a roll. So, you know, they earned this break, and we're going to come back and, and get it. We are half a game behind Boston and Tampa right now. Um, they are tied at the top of the division, but we are sitting there in a really, really sick spot, half a game back. Um, this is amazing to see right now, and let's just figure out who we play. We play the Toronto Raptors in a series on May 25th, so that would be on Tuesday that we're playing them. Um this is at in New York, so we get to watch it a, a couple more games in the series. And this is going to start at 7.05 uh, p.m. Kluber is going to be on the mound, so you better turn on your TV. Uh, Toronto's, uh, has, Toronto has not announced their starter like normal, um, but Kluber is on the mound, so we don't really fucking care who's on the mound for Toronto. 
big game, big time pitcher. This is going to be great stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back at Toronto because they got us early. And let's face it, we're a different team now. So let's fuck them up. I just want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Yankee Death Star. Today, we had a big day. For the first time, Mark and I do other podcasts, but for the first time, we have been we're ranked in the top 50 of a sport. Um, we were ranked and chartable in the top 50 of baseball. Uh, big time for us. That was really awesome to see. So I want to thank every single person for listening and tuning in and continuing to download our episodes. So thank you very much. Yeah, make sure you subscribe, favorite, share us with a friend, tell people about us because we're new and we're just trying here. But man, it's been a lot of fun. Um, in the end, we're just going to keep riding this ride for as long as it goes because we enjoy making these episodes after every game and we like sharing that with you. And if you enjoy hearing it, we appreciate that. So thanks so much for joining us. My name is Mark and we'll see you tomorrow.